welcome to Tuesday night's children's church, but it's Thursday, and I'm going to be talking to you adults tonight. I recently read a story that I want to share with you that I think is so important. It's talking about overcoming evil, and it's written by a pastor, and he was talking about how in one of his Sunday night church services, the congregation was talking about forgiveness and how hard it is to forgive. People in the congregation were sharing their stories about how they'd been wounded and how they had clung to those wounds. Wounds delivered at the hands of bad bosses, kids that had teachers, that had wounded them, co-workers, spouses, family members, teammates, friends, and strangers. Many of the stories were heartbreaking, a reminder of just how far our world has fallen and the evil that is within it. But there was one man sitting back on the back row in overalls, leaning on his walking stick. And he hardly ever said anything. And all of a sudden, he spoke up. And he said out loud, One of the more rapid routes to spiritual growth is to give God the greatest messes in your life. Wow, what a statement. Let me repeat that. One of the most rapid routes to spiritual growth is to give God the greatest message in your life. We all need to do that. Someone in the crowd yelled out, that is easier said than done. And then he responded, no, my friend, sometimes it's all that can be done. Then he placed his hand on his wife's shoulder as she began to shed tears. And he told a story. It was like a movie rolling in his mind as he narrated for us. Let me read you his story. I was in the garage. Mom was in the kitchen. And our 17-year-old baby girl was in her room. It was Memorial Day weekend, 1990. Tears started streaming down his face. There was a knock on our door, and our daughter opened it. Her ex-boyfriend was there, and they began screaming at each other. She went running towards her room, and he must have followed her. I didn't know anything was going on until I heard the gunshots and tore into the house and I ran right into him, accidentally knocking him down. That's when I saw my wife on the floor holding our 17-year-old daughter in her arms, trying to hold our daughter's skull together. That's when I realized that our daughter had been shot. Her ex-boyfriend at the time was back on his feet, but I was still standing in the doorway blocking his exit. That's when he aimed the 357 at me. I remember hearing Ma 
scream and I don't remember much else. In the end, there I was standing over the man who just murdered our daughter with his gun in my hand. I had drawn a bead right in the center of his head from no more than a yard away. I had drawn that hammer back. My hand was steadier than it had been in 40 years. And I began squeezing that trigger. The old man stopped. And he looked at the preacher. And he said, I don't miss. I never miss. I have hunted my whole life. And I ain't never missed. There's no way I was going to miss this time. And that was when God spoke. The only time in my life I ever heard God speak. And he said, no, Jim. Then he said it again louder. No, Jim. Preacher, I didn't shoot him. God didn't let me. I stood, stood there with that gun aimed at the center of his head, watching my wife holding our dead daughter waiting for the police to show up and hearing those two words echo in my head. No, Jim. Well, preacher, that was 20 years ago. Just got a letter this week telling us that that boy who killed our daughter is eligible for parole. Just before we came to church tonight, Ma and I had to write a letter to the courts telling them our thoughts on the subject. Well, we didn't know what to say, so we just wrote, we forgive him. Nothing else needed to be said. God told us 20 years ago we needed to forgive him, and we did. Of course, at first we just did. We made a decision to forgive him, and we stuck with it. Eventually, we even felt it. Then after some time, Ma wrote him a letter explaining why I didn't kill him that night and telling him we forgave him. He wrote back. Eventually, we went and visited him to tell him in person and as much for our sake as his. You know what? He's become a Christian now. He's going to be in heaven with our daughter someday. How's that for a kicker? We've been forgiving him for 20 years now. One time, fairly early on, I was yelling at God for not letting me shoot him. I was yelling at God for making me forgive him. I remember asking God if he had any idea how hard it is to forgive a person who killed your child. And then I remembered thinking, how stupid of a question is that? Because he forgave me. Jim is a living reminder of Romans 12, 21. Do not be overcome by evil.